It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell. P-R-E-L-L. Prell Shampoo. Yes, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. brings you The Life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff, leaves hair radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Several weeks ago, a debate of considerable significance took place in the Riley household. Subject, resolved that Junior should take piano lessons, with Mrs. Riley upholding the affirmative position and Mr. Riley defending the negative. And the result? Peg, would you please stop dusting the piano keys? I'm trying to read. I'm right here in the room with you. That's Junior practicing. For that, we're paying $6 a month. <laughs> He's running over a new piece. Running over it? He's trampling it to death. <laughs> What's he supposed to be playing, anyway? Swanee River. Well, if he keeps on playing like that, he'll start another civil war. <laughs> He's doing very well. Nobody's forcing you to listen. Just go ahead with your reading. Well, how can I concentrate? <laughs> down upon the Swanee River. Down upon the Swanee River. When is he going to get across that river? <laughs> well, give him a chance. He'll get it. Better hurry up. Them old folks at home ain't getting any younger. Well, the child's got to practice. That's oh, a waste of time. He'd be better off if he was out playing baseball. Oh, that's all you know is baseball. Well, he certainly won't get no place banging on that piano. Now, how do you know? His teacher says he has remarkable talent. Yeah, give me six bucks a month and I'll say it too. <laughs> now, he is talented. And I'm going to see to it that he gets every opportunity to develop his talent. Why, for all we know, he might be another Rachmaninoff. Yeah, who's he? I never heard of him. Never heard of him? No. Why, he's world famous. Yeah, well, he ain't famous in my circle. I never heard nobody yelling, slide, Rachmaninoff, slide. Now, listen, Chester Riley. Junior's going to take piano lessons, and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, yeah, well, there's plenty I can do about it, plenty. Like what? Well, I can forbid... I can put my foot... I can lay down the... I can stuff cotton in my ears. <laughs> hi there, Ronnie. Oh, hi, Gillis. What's eating you, Ronnie? I had an argument with Peg. She's got this goofy idea to give Junior piano lessons. And you know what she said just now? How should I know? What am I, a sneak? I got better things to do than go around eavesdropping on my next-door neighbor. She said he's going to keep taking piano lessons no matter what I say. But I told her, I said I won't hear of it. Well, of course you won't hear of it. Not with that cotton stuffed in your ears. <laughs> Gillis, you hurt. Accidental. 
Riley, I just can't stand by and watch an innocent young kid being ruined for life. Ruined who? Junior? Yeah, the poor kid's got no mind of his own. Peg's running his life. One day she decides he should be a musician, so he's got to take piano lessons. Tomorrow she can change her mind and decide he should be a crooner, so he takes singing lessons. The next day she could change her mind again and decide maybe he should be a big star on television. What's the result? Wrestling lessons? <laughs> no. The result is you got a namby-pamby tied to his mother's apron strings. Oh, Junior will be okay. I'll make a great ball player out of him yet. I don't want no trouble, so I let Peg have her way about the little things. That's just it. It's the little things that count. If she keeps on doing Junior's thinking for him, making his decisions, he won't be able to get along without her. So maybe ten years from now, Junior's in the World Series playing shortstop. It's Brooklyn against the Yanks. Ninth inning, the Yanks at bat Junior in the field. Faces is loaded. Henrik on first, Lindell on second, Barra on third, and DiMaggio at bat. Here comes the pitch. Correct! DiMaggio hits a sizzling ground at the Junior, which he scoops up. Meanwhile, Henrik is heading for second, Lindell is sliding into third, and Barra is streaking towards home with the winning run. And your Junior is standing with the ball in his hand, crying, Mama, where should I throw it? <laughs> oh, that'd be awful, Gillis. You gotta teach that kid to stand on his own two feet. Make his own decision. Yeah, you're right. That's the way it's gonna be from now on. I'll see to it. Peggy's gonna stop making decisions for that boy. Now you're talking. That's the way it is in my house, you know. My missus don't go around making no decisions. I only let her make one decision since I've known her. And I'll regret that to my dying day. Yeah, what was that, Gillis? She decided to marry me. <laughs> Peg, I gotta talk to you about Junior. That's just we... what I wanna talk to you about. Well, I didn't mean to do it, Mom. Now, we're good. What'd he do? He didn't show up for his piano lesson today. His teacher waited for over an hour. And where do you think he was all the time? Playing baseball. <laughs> oh, 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 that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a naughty boy. <laughs> Riley, this is serious. Here we scrimp and save to give him advantages. Now, Peg, you can't force the boy if he don't like piano. But he does like now, it. Now, let him make up his own mind. He's old enough to make his own decisions. Well, Junior, what's it going to be? Piano or baseball? Well, I like oh, piano. Minute. Before you can make a decision, you've got to have the facts. Riley, you stop trying to influence him. Well, he's got to know the facts first. Now, let's say you pick the piano. Okay, you know what that means? Practicing eight hours a day, day in and day out, year after year. Finally, the teachers here can't teach you no more. So you go to New York. Five more years of practicing. Pretty soon, you know more than the New York teachers. So you go to Europe, to Vienna. You spend ten years there practicing eight, twelve hours a day. You got no time for anything else. No girlfriends, no sociable life. Just practicing for ten your long years. And then at last, you're ready. You come back to America to make your triumphant debut. After twenty years of practicing, you're a genius. And where do you wind up? On Horace Heights program. <laughs> Chester Riley. I never heard such silly I'm nonsense. I'm just giving him the facts. Now, to be perfectly fair, I'll tell him what he's in for if he picks baseball. You make the high school team. A scout sees you play. First thing you know, you got a $50,000 bonus for signing with a big league team. But I warn you, it ain't an easy life. Every winter, you'll have to go down to Florida. And in the summer, you'll have to travel all over the country, stopping in swanky hotels. <laughs> and the women, you'll always be pestered by beautiful girls swooning at your feet. 
And you'll have money problems. All that dough rolling in year after year. <laughs> you just won't know what to do with it. But you'll be famous. They'll even want to make a picture about your life. The life of Riley, they'll call it. With an all-star cast. They'll probably get Gregory Peck to play you, Van Johnson to play me, and your mother will be played by uh, Marjorie Maine. <laughs> Riley, I've heard just now, about please, enough. Peg Junior's trying to make up his mind. Don't say anything to influence him. Oh, what's the use? I give up. Well, son. Well, I'll take baseball any day, Pop. Baseball? Well, I'm surprised, but I'll respect your decision. Junior, don't you want to play piano? Now, Peg, we agreed we'd let Junior make his own decisions from now on. And, son, now that I won't have to pay money for your piano lessons, I can pay up your back allowance. Here. There you are. Oh, boy, five bucks. Well, yep. thanks, Pop. Can I buy anything I want? You cannot. Well, of course he can. He's making his own decisions now. I'm going to get a pair of spiked shoes. Yeah. Five dollars for spiked shoes. Well, I should say no. Peg, not. please. I don't like to take sides against you, but that boy's going to have a mind of his own. At least until he gets married. I knew this would happen. Oh, Mommy, it was an accident. I forgot I was wearing my spikes. Just look at that linoleum, full of holes. And the landlord was here today, and he... Hey. Just wait till I tell your father. Oh, hiya, Peg. Hiya, Junior. What's new? Riley, look at that linoleum. Huh? Oh, hey, a new linoleum. That tightwad of a landlord finally came across. Yeah, I like that polka dot design. <laughs> Those are holes. Huh? Your baseball player here made them with his spiked shoes. I've told him time and time again not to wear those spiked shoes oh, in the house. Peg, stop picking on the kid. Just man. look at that floor. Okay, so it's got a few holes. What are you worrying about? We don't own the house. Let the landlord worry. <laughs> oh, he's not worrying. He was here today and he left a bill for $19, which you'll have to pay. What? Nineteenth. Junior, how many times have I told you not to wear spiked shoes in the house? But, Pa... Here, you're going to pay this bill. Well, how can I pay it? I'm broke. Well, then raise the money somewhere. How? That's up to you. You wanted to make decisions, so decide how you'll get the money. But you get it. Why, Riley, Please, Peg, let me handle this. Well, Junior? Okay. I'll have the money inside of a week. Ah, you, you see, Peg, that's the way to handle kids. But, Junior, where are you going to get the money? I'll quit school and go to work. What? Junior! Well, you said I should make my own decisions, and that's it. Now, look here, Junior Riley. Now, you're Peg, not... please, let me take care of this. I'll settle it. Well, see that you do, and right now. So, you decided to quit school and go to work, huh, Junior? Well, you said... Okay, quit. Riley! If that's your decision, go right ahead. And you better start looking for a job right away. I will. Uh, Are you out of your mind, Riley? Not any more than usual. <laughs> you make that boy go back to school. We can't force him, not after we agreed he should make his own decisions. I didn't agree. Hey, I know, boys. He'll decide to go back of his own free will. Anyway, in the first place, he won't find work. Well, suppose he does. He'll still go back. I know that boy. He's a Riley, through and through. And one day's work will cure him of the habit forever. <laughs> Prell will bring you the second act of The Life of Riley in just a moment. Here she is, our Prell glamour girl. I'm Tallulah the tube of Prell, and I've got a little something to tell. Your hair can be radiant, oh, so easy. All you gotta do is take me home and squeeze me. 
I'm Tallulah, the tube of prayer. And I'll make your hair look swell. It'll shine, it'll glow, so dandruff-free. For radiant hair, get a hold of me. Tallulah, the tube of Yes, folks, for radiantly clean, radiantly lovely hair, it's Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo. Because Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap shampoo you've ever used. Soft, smooth, gleaming with natural highlights. And Prell works wonders on embarrassing dandruff, removes it in as little as three minutes. Doctors' examinations proved it. So for hair that looks swell, shampoo with Prell. Try it tomorrow. Before rejoining the Rileys, we would like to thank all those listeners who have told us how much they enjoyed the new Life of Riley motion picture starring William Bendix. If you haven't seen the lovable, laughable Rileys and their friends, including Digger O'Dell, on the screen, don't miss this hilarious movie when it plays in your community soon. You'll have the laugh of your life. back to the life of Riley. But he didn't go to school today, Riley. Will you quit worrying, Peg? He'll be back in class tomorrow. He won't get no job. But he did get one. I saw Egbert Gillis just before, and he told me Junior's working somewhere. Well, all the better. That'll cure him quick. You'll see the way he looks when he comes in. He'll be so beat, he'll hardly have the strength to climb into bed. Hiya, Mom. Hi, Pop. Guess what? I got a job. Uh, we know. Oh, say, supper ready. I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. <laughs> Putting on an act. <laughs> well, how do you feel after a hard day's work, son? <laughs> great, Pop. Great. One hundred percent. You don't fool me for one minute. <laughs> I might even put in some overtime tonight. Poor kid's hysterical. <laughs> well, Riley, handle it. I will. I will. <laughs> so you're a working man, eh, Junior? Just like me, eh? Well, there's only one little difference. For my day's work, I got close to ten bucks. <laughs> How much do you get? Twenty-three dollars. Well, naturally, you're only a kid. You're only twenty-three dollars. For one day? What do you do? He's a counterfeiter. <laughs> Junior, what kind of a job have you got? Oh, it's an honest job, Ma. It can't be honest. Who ever heard of an unskilled worker making twenty-three dollars a day? Well, I'm not a worker. I'm a boss. You're a what? Well, I got this job delivering parcels for this company, and I get 12 cents for each one I deliver. But you couldn't deliver $23 worth. Well, of course not. So I got all the kids in the neighborhood who have bikes to deliver them for me, and I only pay them 2 cents for each parcel, which gives me a profit of 10 cents, and I don't have to work. <laughs> 2 cents? You call that a living wage? How do you expect those kids to support their wives and kids on... I mean, <laughs> if Hop, they're glad to get the two cents. Well, it's just good business. You're a money-mad profiteer. You ought to be exposed. I got a good mind to tell Drew Pearson on you. <laughs> well, I think it was clever, a junior. Yeah, clever. I'd rather make my ten bucks a day the hard way. Well, I don't know, dear. Maybe you ought to go to work for Junior. <laughs> he don't pay enough. 
course, you're going back to school tomorrow, Junior. Oh, no, Mom. You can do this after school, dear. Oh, no. I gotta supervise. Besides, I'm planning to expand. I'm gonna call it the Junior Riley Delivery Service. What well, school's a waste of time. Junior, you're going back to school. Well, somebody's at the door. I'll get it. Well, Riley, let him make his own decisions, huh? That was a great idea you had there. There's nothing wrong with my idea. Is it my fault he don't fall into my trap? That boy's going back to school tomorrow. Uh, Mom, it's a parcel for you. The boy's waiting for $5. Oh, yes. Oh, Riley, give me $5, please. $5 what for? Well, I got a new hat. Another one? You just bought a new hat three years ago. <laughs> Riley, the boy's waiting. Well, yeah, let's not keep him waiting too long. He's one of my delivery boys. Riley, give me the money. Money, money, money. That's all I hear around here. You think I'm made of money? Send it back. You look better with a naked head anyway, Peg. <laughs> oh, all right. I'll send the hat back. Oh, wait a minute, Mom. Here, here is five dollars. Oh, now, wait, Junior. I, I won't let oh, you. Oh, forget it, Mom. From now on, any time you want money, you just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> now, just a minute, you little capitalist. <laughs> Don't worry, Pop. There's more where this came from. Now, see here, young man. Your father will look after the money matters around here. He's still the head of this house. Oh, but why can't you I... You heard what your mother said. I'm the head of this house. And in this house, whatever your mother says goes. <laughs> <laughs> Give the hat back to the boy, Peg. All right. Well, I don't see why you don't let me pay for it. It's just a loan, Pop. I don't need no loans, thank you. Oh, I don't mind. Anyway, I can take it off my income tax as a bad debt. <laughs> what did you say? Well, my income tax. If I make this kind of dough, I'll have to pay income tax. Oh, I say, Pop, can I list you as a dependent? <laughs> what a revolting developer this is. mess. Nothing but trouble, trouble, trouble. I wish there was some place I could go to and forget all my troubles. I know just the place for you. <laughs> oh, it's you? Yes, it is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Uh, Digger, I'm in a jam. My, my junior went and quit school. Oh, that's bad. A boy must study if he expects to get anywhere. Take my son, Fine Wood. Woody wanted to quit college, but I made him study. And today he's one of the most prominent doctors in New York. I miss the dear boy. Oh, you don't see much of him, huh? No, but I run into his patients from time to time. <laughs> well, in a way, I'm to blame for Junior. I don't know what's the matter with me, Digger. I try to straighten people out, and everything turns out upside down. You wouldn't last long in my business. <laughs> exactly what happened, Riley? Well, I told Junior that he could make his own decisions, so he decided to quit school. Oh, that was very foolish of you, Riley. As the head of the house, you must make the decision. Down at my place, nobody makes a move without me. <laughs> But now Junior won't go back to school. He's making a lot of money. He's got his own business. Oh, very admirable. But the boy must study. Don't let the same thing happen to Junior that happened to my youngest son, Moss Bank. <laughs> he decided to quit school. I said to him, Mossy, 
If you don't get an education, you'll wind up digging ditches. Yeah. Well, what happened? He quit, and my prophecy came true. He's working for me. <laughs> I could force Junior to go back. Oh, no, not after you told him to make his own decision. I have a better plan. You say this business of his is keeping him out of school? Then buy him out. Oh, no, no, he wouldn't sell, do you? But if I could trick him... Digger, you just gave me a wonderful idea. You sure opened my eyes for me. I did? Yeah. Well, I don't do that for everybody, believe me. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. <laughs> We got to settle this nonsense of juniors once and for all tonight. That's just what I'm working on, Dumplin'. So what's that you're writing there? Hmm? Well, it's my will. Your what? My will. It's a trick to get Junior to sell me his business. Well, of all the nonsense, this now, is you the... You don't understand. If he didn't have that business, he wouldn't have no reason not to go back to school. But he won't sell it, so I'll trick him into selling. I get him to sign this will as a witness, but what he won't know is that he's really signing away his business to me. You see, he won't know I'm giving him the business, so he'll give me the business. Uh... Riley. Hmm? <laughs> Did you get your head caught in the bus door again? Will you leave it to me, Peg. You women just don't understand how big business operates. Mom. Oh, <laughs> here comes the sucker. Watch how I outsmart him. Uh, Junior, come in here. You want me, Pop? Uh, yes, son. There's something important I want you to do for me. What is it? I want you to sign this here paper. What kind of a paper? Why are you so suspicious? It's my will. I just want you to witness it. I'm not trying to put anything over on you. But, Pop, you said never to sign anything unless you read it first. Okay, I'll read it to you. You'll see for yourself. It goes like this. <clears throat> I, Chester A. Riley. I'm Riley, ain't I? Yeah. Of 1313 Blueview Terrace, Los Angeles. That's where I live, don't I? Yeah. Being of sound mind... Don't answer that one, Junior. <laughs> Peg, this is my will. Have some respect for the deceased. <clears throat> uh, being of sound mind, do hereby prepare my last will and testament to wit. I bequeath my entire estate to my wife, Peg, and my children, Junior, and Beth. See, it's on the level. Here, you, you sign as a witness. Oh, right okay. Here. Uh, Chester Riley Jr. There. Uh, fine. And uh, uh, here's uh, $10. What for? Uh, for the witness fee. Well, you don't have to pay a witness. Yeah, I know, but, uh, well, <laughs> let's just say that it's, it's a dying man's wish. Okay. Uh, then you accept? Why, sure. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> you walked right in my chat. You know what you just did by signing this will? You handed me your delivery business. My business? Yeah, the next time you should be more careful and read the fine print. <laughs> Where's the fine print? Well, right on this paper here, the one in my pocket. Uh, I'll read it to you. My entire estate mentioned above consists of the Junior Riley Delivery Service, which the owner of same has just sold to me for $10. <laughs> but, Pop... Well, Mr. Businessman, outsmarted, huh? You haven't got no more business. But, Pop... You may think you were pretty smart when you jipped those poor kids you had working for you, but you'll have to do a lot better to jip a jip like me. <laughs> but, Pop, yeah, the next let night... him talk. Huh? Oh, well, sure, sure. What do you got to say, son? I haven't got a business anymore. I sold it just before to a fellow for $20. 
I decide to go back to school anyway. <laughs> yes, sir, you sure outsmarted him. <laughs> oh, Riley. <laughs> Give me back that ten dollars. Oh, no, you said that was a witness fee. But you... Uh, but I... When... If he... Oh, he tricked me. <laughs> Peggy, you gonna let him keep that dough? I should say not. Hand it over, Junior. Okay. Here, Mom. Uh, well, that's more like it. We'll need this to pay for your piano lessons. Now, wait a minute, Peg. You ain't gonna get away with this. Not this time. Oh, no? What are you gonna do about it? Plenty. I'm gonna say to it... I'm going to make sure... I'm going to forbid... I'm going to stuff cotton in my ears. The Rileys will return in just a moment. Are you bothered with dull, lifeless hair, ugly dandruff? Then it's Prell for you, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo. Because Prell helps hair stay lovelier two ways. First, Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap shampoo. Prell can't leave a dulling soap film. Just soft, smooth, Prell-washed hair. Second, Prell removes embarrassing dandruff quickly in as little as three minutes. Leaves hair and scalp sparkling fresh, radiantly clean. It's economical, too. Goes farther than any known shampoo because it's more concentrated. Try Prell. As our glamour girl says... I'm Tallulah, the tube of Prell, and I'll make your hair look swell. It'll shine, it'll glow, so dandruff-free for radiant hair. Get a hold of me, Tallulah, the tube of Prell Shampoo. Ah, you know, Peg, I'm not sorry that Junior took up the piano again. Well, I'm glad you feel that way, dear. Yes, sir, I think that boy of mine's got real talent. I noticed a definite improvement lately. Just listen to that boy play. Oh, for heaven's sake, Riley, if you'd take your nose out of that paper, you'd know what's going on. Junior's out playing baseball. I'm just dusting the keys. <laughs> Ever wonder why the United States has the world's highest standard of living? The answer is our economic system, producing more things for more people. Your well-being and mine depends on our understanding that system, keeping it working, improving it. Remember, the better we produce, the better we live. Procter & Gamble invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The Life of Riley motion picture will be opening this week in Philadelphia, Harrisburg, and Reading, Pennsylvania, San Diego, California, and Troy, New York, and in many other communities throughout the country. Don't miss it. The script is by Alan Lipscott, Reuben Shipp, and Dick Powell. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And remember, for more radiant hair, free of unsightly dandruff, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. Hi-ho, ivory snow. Wash your dishes with ivory snow. It's kind to hands and speedy, too. Lovely hands mean a lovely you. Hi-ho. 
in snow. Wash your dishes in ivory snow. Let your hands tell you why ivory snow is so wonderful for dishwashing. Wash your dishes with ivory snow as millions do. When you see how ivory snow pampers your hands, you'll know it's ideal. It's ivory mild, ivory pure. And it's granulated for speed. No soap made is faster for dishes or kinder to hands than ivory snow. Remember, it's ivory mild and granulated for efficiency. Yes, for speedier dishwashing for snow white hands, try wonderful ivory snow. And this is Ken Niles reminding you to listen again next Friday when Procter & Gamble bring you a full hour of entertainment. First, Red Skelton, and then... The Life of Riley. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.